I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day and welcome back to the Equity Investor Journey, brought to you by the Australian Shareholders Association. I'm Phil Muscatello, and joining us for this episode is Michael Idle, CEO of OpenPay Group. G'day there, Michael. OpenPay Group is a global buy now, pay later or BNPL provider with operations in Australia, New Zealand and the UK. The company is a well-established player in the BNPL industry, being founded in 2013 and Michael taking up the role of CEO in 2019. So Michael, you left your previous role at the Commonwealth Bank to run OpenPay. What are are the differences between basically what's a small startup fintech as opposed to the gigantic Commonwealth Bank? Yeah, I think if you look at it from the um, from the outside, it looks very, very different. I had a great time at, at CBA, which I think is very strong when it comes to leveraging on on their on their network to partner with promising uh, new businesses. And we had done a lot of partnership um, deals at the time when I left their payments business. On the other side now with OpenPay, obviously I'm in a different position. I'm the decision maker, if you like, with the board with regard to strategy and execution. Owning it really fundamentally end-to-end has been probably the most rewarding experience in my career so far, and um, I truly enjoy it. And we try, as we did at CBA, to do the best for our customer and to deliver a decent um, commercial outcome in a responsible way to our shareholders. So it was at CBA where you first started noticing something happening in the BNPL sector. Can you talk to us about that? That's right. We looked at it in 2015 around when Afterpay came up with still very, very small volumes. But we realized at the time that this is a very, very promising new um, business model and opportunity for consumers to spread payments over with Afterpay a short period of time to month, but also for merchants to bring something new from a payment options perspective into their store and into their e-commerce. So, um, yeah, we, we, we saw it. We realized that's an, a great opportunity. And we have seen now last year what um, CBA ultimately have done with it, which is uh, a partnership with Klarna, a European fintech, bringing them to Australia and offering buy now, pay later in the way how Klarna do it not integrated into the merchant, what we do in our home market, but through their app and kind of an anywhere buy now, pay later opportunity based on a ghost car to purchase anywhere and uh, benefit as a consumer from from Klarna's uh, product, if you like. So Australia are world leaders in the BNPL sector, aren't we? That's right. I think um, I just had a call with with, uh, the US and... um, a conversation there around how mature the markets are. And they say probably Australia, particularly in-store, is probably two or three years ahead of the US. And uh, 
I think probably in between would be the UK where we are active as well. You're absolutely right. Uh, Australia is the global market leader when it comes to the adoption of this uh, new payment um, way. And um, we have seen great uptake um, from a merchant perspective and from a consumer perspective over the last, I would say, two to three years in Australia. And I guess in e-commerce, probably already around 20, maybe to 30% of um, e-commerce trading volume goes through buy now, pay later. So still a lot of growth opportunity, but I think there it's proliferated quite uh, extensively already. And in-store, I think also uh, still a lot of opportunity from a volume perspective, I guess, don't have the statistics, but I guess around maybe three or four percent um, go in store through buy now, pay later. The rest is kind of paid more traditionally with with cash or card. So still a, a lot of growth opportunity in our home market. But I guess, as you say, Australia is ahead of the the you know. It's um it seems to be that this is a sector that's um providing a lot of power to consumers. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think, and particularly looking at our responsible way to offer buy now pay smarter i think uh, providing a customer with control empower them to manage their their uh, their finance and um, and their spending smartly our approach really is from the outset to provide the customer with a budgeting tool rather than a cheap source of credit across multiple areas of, of lifestyle where they want to use us, which is typically retail, automotive, healthcare, and home improvement. And uh, we empower them to take control. They can define when they have their first repayment date, hopefully well aligned with their incoming um, salary and, and uh, payments from, from, um, from their work. But they can also defer it if circumstances require them to do it. And um, really empowering them to be smart about their money is our main purpose. Nevertheless, I think there's still, and we take this very, very seriously, an obligation for the provider of buy now, pay later to ensure that the right customer gets the right plan. What we do from the outset is when a customer signs up for an account with us, um, based on our own algorithm and based on the data which they provide us with, which is usually um, kind of their um, their name, obviously where they live, uh, mobile phone number, um, card, credit or debit card and email address, we kind of try to be smart around how we understand them to provide them with an initial limit, which is reasonable around $450 max. But then when they want to go for higher purchase um, values, like more than $1,000, we would do a credit check with their consent to ensure that they can afford what they want and need to buy. And uh, we could provide them with a partial um, approval for that plan or a, a full approval or no approval. So we take our responsibility to look at affordability, if you like, in, in the way how we do it very, very seriously to um, not only empower the customer to have control, but also ensure from our end that we avoid with our customer their financial hardship. A lot of our listeners would remember lay-by as being the way that people would um, make purchases. But in this, it's a very similar system to lay-by, except you get the products up front, don't you? What we do may be different to some other providers and we call it, we create an intent when people purchase, which means that people already leave a deposit, another kind of a term in, in, in finance world. They leave a deposit when they purchase, let's say, between typically 20 and 33%, depending on the plan duration, right up front. Um, and this gives kind of them also the commitment to not return it the next day or weekend uh, to the merchant, uh, but really keep it and pay over time, which, by the way, is a massive benefit for the uh, merchant because usually 
them having us as their buy now pay later provider usually reduces the return rates which they are confronted with rather than increasing it. What um, we have seen in the UK happening with Klarna in their try now pay later product, which is particularly interesting for very young people um, because they only start repaying often when they have already returned the product, but it's on the other side, not a good experience for the merchant. You're targeting different sectors to Afterpay, and is this one of the defining differences between the two companies? I think, Phil, it is one of the uh, defining differences. I think to start with, um, probably from my perspective, um, OpenPay have a very, very strong and flexible technical platform, enabling a variety of different plans which make sense for the merchant and their business and their consumer. So um, on the back of this uh, technical platform, we have kind of come up to the Australian market and now recently also the UK with a, a range of very flexible plans from a duration perspective. We offer one month in the UK, we start with two months in Australia, and we go up to 11 months in the UK and 24 months in Australia. And in between, we kind of discuss and define with the merchant what range of value from kind of minimum to maximum for the respective period makes sense for their products and services and um, and their customers. And this is what we agree and implement at their uh, checkout in-store or online. The second one above and beyond the flexibility of our products um, is the, the focus on industry verticals. We are strong in retail, but re retail makes only around 50% of our business. Retail is an opportunity for us to capture a larger audience and bring them onto our platform. But what we then do is to, to kind of cross-pollinate them into the what we call specialized verticals where we are very active and very strong in. And this is automotive, healthcare, and home improvement. Automotive, typically car repairs, car services, and accessories like tires, which come with um, transaction value of around $800 to $1,200. In healthcare, we are very strong in dental, optometry, audiology, and veterinary. So the furry friends of the family are a very good customer of OpenPay uh, as well. And typically, the service costs are around $1,200 to $2,000. And um, I think the highest value vertical where we are active in is home improvement. Think of Bunnings Kitchen, outdoor furniture, um, blinds and carpets, where we have an average transaction value of between two dollars and $3,000. Um, and typically, then, these plans also extend from a, from a timing perspective from probably where we start two, three months in retail in kind of average six to eight months in automotive up to more than a year. In, in home improvement. Um, important, uh, we don't charge the consumer interest. Uh, we ch charge a fee and we are very transparent about it, but it's a no interest um, product. The third and probably last differentiator in buy now pay later is um, our target audience from a consumer customer perspective. Um, our customers are a bit of older demographics. Um, millennials, millennials, our median age is around 38 or 39 years. After pay and zip are probably more around their 30s, early 30s, and other providers like Cecil in the US market target explicitly a very young audience, um, so below 30. And um, for these customers, we, what I mentioned before, offer our product as a smart budgeting tool for them to control their, their spending, being smart in spreading payment over time, particularly for higher value purchases. And um, for them, it's not really that much about a cheap source of credit, but really kind of keeping control over their, their spending. And this is um, what they like. And we have seen very strong uh, growth rates over the last period with active merchants and active consumers in their plans. 
So the blue sky for uh, OpenPay is expanding. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Internationally as well. That's, um, how's that going? Um, that's going well. Our home market, Australia and New Zealand, is where we have been active for a while. We have launched in June last year into the UK, focusing on e-commerce in retail to scale quickly and create a strong profile in the UK market. And this has been going exceptionally well. We have been able to secure a, a contract with JD Sports, which is a mega brand for sports and outdoor in the UK. We are now live for, have been live for three months and um, the volumes have been going um, through the roof, I would say. We are the only provider in their mix of buy now, pay later providers who offer three-month plans or the others offer either six weeks or two-month plans. And um, yeah, in that sense, kind of unique to them at their checkout, and we see an, an exceptional take-up from, from customers there as well. What we look at to further kind of drive our international expansion is um, probably a merchant-led um, extension of our footprint in Europe into other highly promising uh, European markets. That's work in progress. Um, and obviously, in the UK, there's still a lot of growth to, to be achieved. We are also working on a... FCA credit accreditation, if you like, to also offer a credit licensed product in the UK, which gives us even more flexibility to also enter our other three verticals, if you like, with higher purchase um, values and um, and also potentially charge the consumer customer for these higher value plans, uh, what we don't do yet in, in retail. And um, from that perspective, a very Great growth opportunity in the UK as our first international market in further European markets. And then obviously there are other highly promising, strongly growing markets, particularly in e-commerce, which we would not um, avoid if we see opportunities to also enter over time. So we're recording today on um, Thursday, the 13th of August, 2020, and I've got in front of me the ASX announcement that uh, came out this morning. What I'd like to focus on is the record growth. You've got, um, I think the, the, the three metrics here are the active plans that are up 235%, active customers up 145%, and active merchants up 48%. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have been seeing an, an exceptionally strong uh, July as the first month in into FY21, which gives us a lot of uh, tailwind, if you like, uh, into the, uh, the the year. Um, you're right, active plans have been growing um, up 235% um, year on year, and um, that's up to 906,000 um, active plans now. Which is, which is fantastic and ultimately shows that customers also make it a, a repeat kind of routine for them to uh, use our plan across multiple areas of lifestyle. 
Also, the number of active customers has increased year on year by 145%. Now, we are now at 340,000, um, which is great. The third number, which has been a record number, is not the active merchants. I will talk to this in a minute, but the total transaction value, i.e. trading um, value and volume, which we see on our platform. This has been 24 million um, in July, up 114% versus um, July 2019. And also revenue came quite nicely with it um, as well. So an exceptionally strong July. Active merchants is um, around as expected, 48%. We had stronger uh, month than uh, July. But this also has to do, for um, and, and we define active merchants as merchants who have already seen a first plan or more plans over the last 12 months. We continue to sign um, agreements at higher um, growth rates and integrate at higher growth rates. But at the moment where some in-store is now um, a bit difficult, particularly in uh, in automotive and healthcare with uh, stage three and now in Victoria stage four restrictions, the activation of the integrated kind of buy now pay later product has been slowing down a bit, but integrations and, and signing up merchants is continuing to uh, grow very, very strongly. And we will see probably a higher active merchant growth rate over the next um, few months as things hopefully become a bit more normal again. And um, hopefully. yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> so um, great, uh, great outcome. I think another call out in July has been the very low net bad debts as a percentage of total transaction value. We had been uh, recording 4.7% in Q3. It, we got it down to 2.9% in Q4 on the back of a technical improvement in our, around our automated risk management and um, to reduce particularly fraud risk. And now the, the July number is 1.54% um, net bad debts. That's very, very low and, and fantastic. It's an extraordinary, extraordinarily low number that, by the by the That's right. For the circumstances and, and really proving the power of technology, if you like, we had put in a release in end March into our app, which um, has kind of solved some of these uh, fraudulent schemes, which we had been seeing in, in Q2 and Q3. And the impact has been tremendous from Q4. And uh, we see the extension of the positive impact now into the new financial year, which is uh, very promising. We also have called out some really nice um, additions to our um, merchant base. We have also in Q4 announced our soft launch into two new verticals, which has been memberships and um, education. And we have landed a really nice deal in, in early uh, August with MSL Solutions, which is a software as a service technology provider into sports, leisure, and has hospitality. And we have a partnership, exclusive partnership, particularly around their 400 golf clubs, which they are integrated in, um, to offer their around 135,000 uh, golf members uh, to pay the membership fee, not instantly, which can be a bill shock, if you consider some high value membership fees, if you like, but um, they can spread it over time. And um, it's a very exciting partnership for us to launch into this place where we know our customers want to see and to use us. And from that perspective, an, an excellent um, July and great start into FY21. And um, I saw mentioned there Woolworths as well. There's a partnership with Woolworths, I believe. Yeah, we have um, announced a partnership with Woolworths in February 2020, so earlier this calendar year. The, this partnership informs um, an extension of our 
platform into a completely new product area, obviously with similar capabilities from a technology perspective. But what we do with them, we enable them to manage all their business with their business customers. So not consumer customers, but business customers, people who um, kind of purchase grocery more wholesale from a wholesale perspective. And we enable Woolworth to manage the whole process from account opening of these business customers to the whole chain of um, them signing up, them purchasing along the terms which Woolies offer to their business customers, and then them also into the back-end reconciliation, booking, monitoring, what kind of Woolworth do behind the scenes. So Woolies will uh, soon, uh, as we launch soon, rely on our platform to kind of manage in a very seamless digital way um, their interaction with their business customers. And that's very, very exciting for us. We have announced it in, in February. We have been since then working very closely with the Woolies team on integrating this um, software as a service um, at their at their place. And um, we know um, they will launch over the next few months and we will see revenues coming through in half one FY21. And then the market will see what we have been talking about for a while, how this really looks like. And we are enormously excited about this um, opportunity. This doesn't come with funding. So Woolies fund their terms for their business customers themselves. But we do all the, the kind of the tech play to enable it in a really nice way. And um, obviously, we have a strong pipeline to take this into the broader market, into the broader wholesale market, and for us, a, a fantastic business model. Am I correct in assuming that one of the major costs for a company like yours is customer acquisition? You're right. Uh, Phil, customer acquisition is an, uh, a significant part of our business model, uh, above and beyond probably people and, uh, and and the technology associated with with our product. Merchant acquisition is typically helping them financially in parts, uh, always uh, kind of to be negotiated, but helping them on the integration into their point of sales in e-commerce or in-store. In e-commerce, we have a lot of standard integrations into Shopify, Magento, and other kind of highly used e-commerce platforms. And then it's extremely simple for the merchant just to kind of take our product uh, from there. When it comes to in-store integrations uh, at POS, um, we see very different um, ways how merchants have set up their POS. And then it's a, probably more a project. And there we also support, obviously, with our experts, but also uh, financially if required. Um, another important element of merchant acquisition to really see then the the product coming through and, and users adopting it is joint marketing campaigns. We do this when we start with a new merchant to kind of put something out for their consumer base to make them aware. But we also have months like Open May recently in May when we kind of um, kind of communicate directly into our consumer customer base some really uh, interesting and, and, um, and highly um, kind of value accretive um uh, offers um, which merchants kind of work through with us, uh, which we offer then in our consumer base for this cross-pollination from vertical to vertical, if you like. And that's also what we what we fund with merchants uh, to drive really um, attention, awareness, and ultimately volume. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Pleasure is on my side. Thanks, Phil. The company and or guest has contributed to the costs associated with producing this episode of the Equity Investor Journey. Important, please remember these podcasts are produced to provide information and education and they're not designed to provide financial advice, nor are they recommendations to buy shares in the companies featured. The Australian Shareholders Association does not endorse or favour any specific commercial product or company. Please obtain independent professional advice before investing. 
We value your feedback and questions. Please contact us at share at asa.asn.au if you have any suggestions for guests or specific questions you'd like answered. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.